You know what's coming. Your daily deep dive into everything Utah Jazz. It's time. All season long and even in the offseason, it's Jazz Daily with JJ and Alex on your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome into the four o'clock hour, JJ and Alex. That's right, it's time for the Jazz Daily as the Tesh brothers bring us back in. JJ and Alex brought to you by G2G Bars. With all natural ingredients, no preservatives, and plenty of protein, G2G Bars are perfect for anyone who needs a tasty and nutritious boost. Also, call Trajan Wealth today. If you've got financial questions about your future and you need to get ready for retirement, give them a call. Your local financial fiduciary, 801-899-7600, or visit their website at trajanwealth.com. Also join JJ and Alex Friday, 3 to 6, for the ninth annual Salt Lake Off-Road and Outdoor Expo at the Mountain America Expo Center. Come see us there. We'll have stuff to give away. Check out some cool stuff. Get great deals while getting in some off-road land use. Get your tickets at slowrex.com, S-L-O-R-E-X.com. And this is awesome. Kids 12 and under are free. So bring them on in. All right. Jazz basketball tonight. Jazz taking on the Hawks. Let's dig into this one tonight. A reunion and a return for a Jazz player. This is the cut. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Up to the basket, so on. Hendricks at the apex, eradicates it. Transition, Clarkson, three ball. Yes, sir. Jazz got a little momentum Sunday at home against Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. The Jazz got the win in that game, and now they get ready to go on the road. That Spurs win on Sunday night, 128-109. Jazz now 27-31 and overall. And you look at the standings, and they're in this weird spot, Sly, where they're not in the play-in. They're not in the playoff picture as of right now. They're three games out of that behind Golden State and the Lakers. But they're also in this spot where if they get 11 through 14 at the end of the season, they got to convey that pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm-hmm. or even if they make the plane, you know, they, anything below, 11 or below, they would have to convey it. And if they fi- fi- if they get a top 10, or they win the lottery, or get in the top three, they would be able to keep that pick. And there's a lot of different, I don't know, opinions on that. But as far as that goes, as far as conveying that pick, being in that bottom 10, tonight is a big game because... The team just below them in the standings overall in the NBA, the 10th worst record in the league, belongs to none other than the Atlanta Hawks, the Jazz opponent tonight. So the Jazz would benefit either way, winning or losing tonight, depending on your perspective. So that's something to watch tonight. That's a storyline. The Jazz keeping that first-round pick, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll see how it all plays out at the end of the season. The team itself is more focused on getting better, developing their young players. And the vets on this team want to win. They're not gonna. They're not worried about picks. When you were in the NFL, you didn't think about 
the Steelers draft pick situation. You oh, didn't care. No, not at all. <laughs> you wanted them to trade their picks so it kept your roster spot to you. For sure, for sure. So you can understand that. These vets want to win. They, they don't want to go down there and lose. Ah, there's a lot of money on the line with, with, with winning. You know that you can do every level of the playoffs. You get more and more money, and I'm uh, sure, uh, which I don't know, in the NBA there's probably a lot of uh, other stipulations upon uh, the games you play. The the faster you um, make an advance, even with this new play-in scenario, I, I assume that there is um, some kind of financial gain that you can get from all of that. So yeah, I think these guys want to play. I know the the uh, the GMs, the owners, they're like, oh, if we can't get to the Western Conference Finals or the Finals then, you know, uh, let's kind of can And other guys are like, no, let's not. Because one, if you take the draft pick, that means that you're looking to possibly replace me. Mm-hmm. And so I need tape if I'm going to go into free agency and, and be um, of value to another team, you know. And so um, I, 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 free agency has never been good, and I don't think any current player looks at the draft as a solution. Exactly. So players, veteran players, have a lot of motivation to go out and and do well, if not for the Jazz, to impress other teams, whether it's via trade or free agency. Uh, Quinn Snyder is now the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, and it's not going as well as I think everybody would like. Trey Young's hurt now, so Trey Young, their star player, not playing tonight. He had a finger injury, he's had to have surgeries out a month, and so that's hurting the Hawks and their hopes of making the playoffs. And Quinn Snyder took over that job, and it looked like it was an opportunity for Quinn with some low expectations to go in there and and take that team and make a playoff run and try to get the most out of Trey Young, but it's been a little bit of a struggle. And Sly, you look back on Quinn Snyder's time with the Jazz, man, there were some good times. There really were, and Quinn Snyder really helped this franchise grow, and he was part of the development of some of the best players in franchise history, Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert mm-hmm. and Donovan Mitchell. And you also look back at what he did with Gordon Hayward, and nobody wants in this market wants to talk about Gordon Hayward anymore, but uh, he was also played a big role in that in helping Gordon become an all-star player for one season with the Utah Jazz. But then, you know, there were also the playoff failures. And it's interesting how once a coach is gone, you can look back and kind of form your idea of how their time went, um, what their legacy was, how they'll be remembered. Uh, it's complicated with Quinn with the Jazz because – there was that development, and he did accomplish a great deal with this franchise. But it's about championships, right? It's about the playoffs. And there was just too much playoff disappointment. There were good moments. In fact, the first two trips under Quinn Snyder, the Jazz made in the playoffs. They won first-round playoff series, but they could never get over that second-round hump. And that's tough when you're evaluating coaches, right? How do you evaluate, you know, you're kind of – you're. For full disclosure, Sly is a Laker fan. From Vegas, we'll forgive <laughs> yes. you. Okay. So, but you do watch jazz games. You have been around here. You have followed the jazz. You followed Quinn Snyder. Mm-hmm. You also understand professional sports and the demands of coaching and what's expected out of a head coach. As you look back, just your 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 thirty thousand foot view of Quinn Snyder's time with the Jazz, what do you remember? What stands out? It was funny. I actually saw a clip, right? It was a what if scenario. What if Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden stayed together yes. at OKC? I forgot Quinn Snyder was on that on that uh staff. And and I'm just like, he's been around some good basketball and, and he knows what he's doing and, and that development that you're talking about in developing these young guys and understanding what they need to to be that dominant superstar as uh, Donovan Mitchell. As, but I, I mean, for me, Quinn Steiner 
I don't think he had the easiest road at Utah, and he made it happen. You know, with that young roster, I think that's right. what one thing I can attest to from the Quinn Snyder days is that, you know, he was able to make young stars or young teams very prominent in, in the leagues. When Quinn Snyder was here, they were always top five that I can remember in the Western Conference. Well, in 2021, they were the number one overall seed. Right. And, but then again, that's that's the problem as you look back in that 2021 team underperformed in the playoffs. You know, it's all about the end result. And when you when you have the best overall record in the NBA and you get to the playoffs and you have a 2-0 lead in a in a conference semifinal and you lose the last four games and you and you blow a 30-point lead on the road in game 6, it, that's how you're remembered. It's it just sucks. It really does. And and this is my really grinds my gears. Yeah. <laughs> with with sports in general, how can a coach be blamed for things like that? Right in the bubble, right? Epic matchup between Jamal Murray and Devon uh, and, and Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell yeah. Right? Yep. How can Quinn Snyder be blamed for that loss? I mean, they went all the way to seven. It was just epic. It just the Denver Nuggets ended up, you know, just having a little bit more. Right? How can Quinn Snyder be blamed when they have? How does Doc Rivers get blamed for having a three-one lead and losing? Right? How do I don't understand that part in basketball in general? When one player can take over and just make some things happen, that I don't think is is I don't know how you blame the coach for that. So for me, I look at the whole body of work in a season of what he can do with what he's been given. You know, timeouts, development, as you said. Mm-hmm. As I, I look at that more as a, a coach's promise than kind of the end result, because in sports it's so crazy, right? Like, how do we blame John Harbaugh for not being able to beat Patrick Mahomes? You know, how do we how do we blame you know um, uh, the coach of the Bills for not being able to 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 beat? You know, Patrick yeah, Mahomes and all McDermott, yeah. Sean McDermott. You know, I, I think that's extremely hard at the end. I look at a whole body of work. Can, can this team get me in position to either win those opportunities? What did they used to say about Andy Reid? Couldn't win the big game. Couldn't win the big game. Well, I don't think we say that, that anymore, do we? Not at all, right? <laughs> but that's the, that's the difference, though, Sly, is I think the coach has to break the narrative. Is you If something happens repeatedly and you're at the head of it and you're in charge of it, ultimately the buck stops with you. And I think with that jazz run and that jazz era, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. My goodness, with you know, the whole Donovan Rudy stuff, which was probably overplayed a bit. Yeah. But obviously, there were there were things that were happening. And whether it was, I don't know. I don't really know what, what what all of it was. But you had a great group of players who would accomplish a lot in the regular season, and it would get to the playoffs, and there were just seemed to be like matchup issues. And at that point, you know, basketball is a game of chess. Mm-hmm. It really is. Where you have to make a move, and then the defense counters the move, and eventually you're trying to checkmate and get to the hoop, right? Got to be three steps ahead. Exactly. And that's where I think the issue happened that, that ultimately is the criticism of Quinn as intelligent, one of the great basketball minds I've ever been around, as intelligent as he was, he struggled with the chess game. Yeah. He struggled with the adjustments, and it wasn't because he wasn't capable, it's because he was stubborn. Because I think he believed so strongly in what he did that it was going to work, that changing things and adjusting to things was difficult for him. Adjusting rotations in the playoffs, there you go through. And there was a, there was a reason for it. like so the 2021 Mike Conley's hamstring goes out in the playoffs. What are you going to do? Right. Donovan Mitchell's playing on one leg. What are you going to do? Right. You know what I mean? Like there's things like that that happen. But their last year they gave they kept choking fourth quarter leads. 
that team should have been really good, and they fizzled in the first round. That was the end of that era. Ultimately, you know, that's how that's 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 what happens. You get blamed for those failures. Um, having a, a ten point point lead in a decisive game five against the Denver Nuggets in the bubble, the Jazz were up three one. They had it in the bag, and they blew it. One of the few teams that blew a three one lead in a playoff series. So there was those collapses, those things that were very very. Um, that are shocking, that really impacted. I think his um, his perception right. as being one of the uh, or, you know even a better coach than perhaps he was. Obviously, I had a great tenure here, but just fell short there. Ty Lue outcoached him in in a playoff series. That's just the truth. I hate I hate that because like it's one of those things where damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, right. Because if I make a change. And that ends up affecting us worse. They'd be like, "Why the heck did this guy make a change? We were doing so well with this, with this, with this game plan, and then he changed it, and this, and now he doesn't. Why didn't he change? Yeah. Right? And so it's like, yeah, I think it, that's the part of the game where where people or, or coaches have to make a decision, and it's 50-50, Right? Am I going to make a change or am I not? I think that this is the best way to go about it. This is the most comfortable way with my team, and it just it's never worked out for him. Real quick, let's get to John Collins. Um, Jeremy, we'll play a real quick bite. He's headed back to Atlanta, obviously played the first part of his career with the Atlanta Hawks. He's excited to go back. Colin Sexton also has roots in Atlanta. He's excited to go back. But here, let's hear from John Collins on his return to Atlanta. Outside of just growing here as a man, becoming a man here, I feel like, I, I got to say, the playoff run, playing meaning, meaningful basketball for the city, being able to win at the highest level. It's really me being focused and locked in tonight. You know, obviously I have a lot of fond memories here and I got a lot of love in this arena, but I, I'm trying to come come to work. I'm trying to, trying to do my thing tonight. I, I want to play the best basketball I can and, and put on a show for everybody. Obviously that's going to be an emotional night for John Collins going back to where it all started for him. And he, and he had some great years there with the Atlanta Hawks, he even made it to a conference final in the bubble with the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, that's always different, right? So you didn't really have an experience quite like that where you went to play for a former team or you know, against an old team, but uh, you can imagine the emotion that he'll be going through tonight. So special night for him. Jazz and Hawks. Fascinating matchup for all the reasons we mentioned. The Jazz have the toughest schedule in the league now, according to Tankathon.com. Second toughest schedule, I should say, in the NBA with their upcoming opponents having a 54.6% winning percentage. Sly, it's been fun. Thanks for coming in today. Uh, we covered a lot of stuff there, and I hope Utah fans really enjoyed those first two segments, uh, dipping into uh, spring football and also the NFL Combine. A lot to look forward to in, in the coming weeks, and uh, you're going to have draft previews on KSL Sports Live coming up soon. Oh, so yeah, man. I'm excited about that. Looking forward to that. You know what's really exciting? We're going to give away tickets. Let's go! It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win Jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. That's right. Today is Jazz Ticket Tuesday. The time is now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE to win a pair of tickets to the Utah Jazz versus Washington Wizards game at Delta Center on March 4th. Go watch Kyle Kuzma and the Wizards. Again, caller number 12, 801-575-ZONE to win that pair of tickets to the Jazz-Wizards game on March 4th. Our focus tonight, though, is Jazz Hawks. No Trey Young for the Hawks. He's out with a hand injury. 
He'll be out a month. The Jazz playing the Hawks shorthanded tonight as the Jazz face Quinn Snyder for the first time since Quinn Snyder took over as the Atlanta Hawks head coach. Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott are standing by with your pregame show on the Jazz Radio Network. JJ and Alex, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.